Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. You're listening to the Jersey Shore Podcast. Welcome to Jersey Shore. I'm Jordan from Jersey. Joined this week by... Pierce. Hey, guys. And this episode is being recorded during San Diego Comic-Con, but yep. before like all the big panels have happened, and you probably won't hear it till long after. Yep, so we don't have that many interesting things to talk about, well, and you already know no, when it comes up. But out. in other words, some of the stuff could have changed, probably will have changed, or been expanded upon yes. greatly in the media since uh, we, by the time you hear about yep. it. Um, for instance, Guardians of the Galaxy is not out yet, but we're nope. going to be talking about some of the early reviews we've read, which are fantastic, mm. as at least when I checked yesterday, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which, you know, that always goes For people, down. yeah, for have, having barely seen it, anyone. Um, but the reviews I've read, I've read have all been super positive, that, you know, pretty much everything about it works. You know, the villains are a little underused, which is true for pretty much all the Marvel films. And it's a little long, apparently, but oh, all the elements were actually yeah. well. It's supposedly, like, the funniest movie, the one with the most heart of all the Marvel cinematic universe movies so far. So, not that I could get any more excited, but I'm at, I'm at peak excitement mm-hmm. here. That's coming out on my birthday. I really, like, there's nothing better that I want out of this movie. We actually just sat down and watched, like, ten minutes of clips that have been released from the movie. And they're so good. They're so good. <laughs> they are. And actually, part of me didn't want to watch them. Just because I didn't want to ruin anything. I've seen and, I've yeah. seen all of them before, and so I knew there was nothing in it that's, like, particularly spoilery. Like, yeah. it's all stuff you could pretty much pick out from the trailer. True. And it seems to be from, like, the first act of the movie. So. Yeah, true. Everything did seem to be very early on. So, that wasn't a problem, but... Yeah, so where do we want to start? So San Diego Comic-Con's going on, so you got tons of news coming out of there. There will be much more in a couple days, but I, I leave on a number of vacations fairly soon. Not really vacations, but bachelor party for my brother. Okay, so not a number of vacations, yeah. Wedding, and then, well, Atlantic City with you and Dave. Yeah, that's true. Oh, so uh, yeah, I forgot about that. That's Pierce and I will not like have any time to record for the next couple weeks, so yeah. we're recording a bunch now to get them all banked up so they can come out. So there's also been a lot of news that's come out outside of Comic-Con. Uh, Thor, big hubbub about Thor, yep. big hubbub about Cap, less of a hubbub about Hulk, but some. Wait, what? I didn't hear the Hulk news, because I stopped caring about Hulk ever since they were like, oh, everything cool that happened where Hulk and Banner work together in his brain, that's not a thing that happens anymore. Well, Hulk is smart now, or will be smart. Define smart, like back to his seventh grade education level. The panel I saw was... Hulk, speaking to, I believe, either Tony or Arno Stark, I'm not sure which one, Okay. but saying, if you'll excuse me, Mr. Stark, I must uh, recluse myself from the situation because it is time to go pummel some evildoers into submission, or something along those lines. Oh, okay. Basically, Hulk smash, but a monologue version. <laughs> a very smart, eloquent monologue version. Okay. I, and Basically, Hulk got a second shot of Extremis. Okay. To, to try and repair the brain damage. We, I'm not even sure if this is 616 Bruce Banner Hulk or the alternate oh, universe true, yeah. Hulk. I don't think they've revealed that yet. But very interesting with that. The Cap news is, well, we've already known um, from the Cap run, the Cap lost the Super Soldier Serum. He's now a very old man. I did not know that, but all right. You're the one who actually reads Cap. I was about so. to say, well, I'm behind on stuff. So. Um, 
But so uh, Falcon, Sam Wilson, will be yep. taking his place for a while, which makes perfect sense. And because they've been working so closely together for older, longer than we've been alive. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense that he would be the, the replacement Cap, at least until Cap gets a super, ser- super soldier serum back um, as is apt to happen. Yeah. And and so I guess we can get to to my feelings on those things, but let's say the third one and then we'll kind of talk about them. The third one is, and I'm behind on Jason Aaron's um, Thor run. Thor, God, God of Thunder. Of Thunder. I've, I, think, I think I've just read the first 12, maybe 13 issues. The first but, two arcs are excellent. I well, think, we, we did an episode on it. Well, uh, I don't think we talked about the whole Malkith run. That's the that's after the first 12. Yeah, so we talked about the first run, which the second arc isn't as good, but I think it's still very good. The first one was a definite, really solid step into um, writing Thor. But the second one, and I wonder if they did this because the you know association with the movie, but the villain's Malkith, and it kind of opens up more into the different realms of, of you know Asgard and Yggdrasil and all that stuff. So, it, and that was nice to kind of have the more fantasy aspect of it. So you had the cos the Marvel cosmic, and then you step more into the traditional you know fantasy side of it, which was a nice transition there. So they've been leaning towards this. Jason Aaron in particular has been leaning towards this, but I, I don't actually read Thor too much, I, but I've been loving Loki Agent of Asgard, and I've been really enjoying the original Sin tie-in uh, Thor and Loki, the Tenth Realm, where they reveal that um, Angela is their sister yep. from the Tenth Realm. It's very interesting. I like what they're doing with it, but particularly in the Jason Aaron Thor run, at least this is what I've gathered from what I've read, because like I said, I'm, I'm way behind on that, but They've been leading towards this for a while, is that Thor is going to do something to make him unworthy to wield the hammer. Yeah. The images we've seen of him in, you know, for, from the upcoming run is his new book, Thor the Unworthy. He's got the destroyer arm, and he's got his um, axe, yarn, born, or whatever it was yeah, called. Whatever. But the axe, so that's been set up, the, the, the arm has been set up, so he, he's missing an arm, he's got the destroyer arm. We don't know what he's going to do yet to make himself unworthy of holding Mjolnir. Yeah. But it will happen, and when that happens, um, someone new will be picking up the hammer and will become the new Thor. They will get all, you know, because whosoever shall hold this hammer, if they be worthy, shall have the powers of Thor, yeah. and that is going to be a woman, which has made some people very angry and some people thrilled, and some people still don't care about Thor, regardless of what genitalia yeah. Thor may have. So, <laughs> but that has been the general consensus. So, lots of big changes, and also, uh, Tony Stark is moving to San Francisco, I believe, um, where his his whole book is going to be the Superior Iron Man, and it's going to be a whole different <laughs> idea. We He's don't know Doc Ock. No, no, we don't know exactly what what it's going to be. But his new armor looks awesome. Have you seen it? No. It's um. It looks like what if the Apple Store designed? Oh jeez. So it's all. It's kind of like. Um, I'm about to say, is it white? Yeah. Remember Eve from Wally? Yeah. Think that. So but, curvy. So it's white and silver with all the lighting is bright blue. Okay. It looks really cool. Okay. It kind of right. looks like the. Spa- uh, was it the Mark 32 from Iron Man 3? That was like the space armor that people like, maybe that's the one he'll wear in Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe he'll be... People thought that that would tie into Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Until they all blew up. <laughs> if you got rid of most of the black and yellow and just were left with the white and silver. Okay. It looks really svelte and cool. Okay. Like, it's a nice-looking piece of armor. Yeah, see, that's, that's the one of the main Avengers cast comic that I just couldn't get into. I tried, when I got into comics, reading... Iron Man, I was like, eh. It's... And I'm not sure how Arno Stark is tied into that, whether he'll be like the Iron Man of the East Coast, or what's going on with yeah. all that. Um, I, I know very little about Arno Stark and that whole thing. Just enough to know it's a thing, and, and the bare basics of it. 
the bear basis. <laughs> but so those so the big four, um, if you will, of those characters are all getting major changes. Yeah. Um, as we as we move, and, and this happens all the time. This is nothing it, new. Yeah, it's nothing new. It just it always seems like a gimmick to me. So you mean it's, it sounds like it's designed to sell books? Yes, yes it is. Yeah. Everything they ever okay. do is designed well, to sell books. Well, it's just interesting that the main business. that two like of the main titles, you know, of two of their big characters, Thor and you know, nowhere Cap. near their biggest titles. I mean, they're they're okay. I'm low mid range at best, but M- main characters. One transfers the role to a woman. One transfers to you know uh, a black guy at the same time. It just uh, more or less the same. Uh, around the same time. Yeah, it, it just that just seems like a gimmick to me when you're doing that together. Like you know the timing of it and everything just seems that way to me. Now, like let me say this about Falcon. I like Falcon as a character. I do, and I like oh Sam Wilson's awesome. And I like what they've been doing in the Cap run where Cap's been going through a lot and showing Falcon. Supporting him, being there for him, I've really liked that dynamic. My thing is, why not just have the Falcon be the Falcon but lead the team? Like I, I understand that you make him cap to sell the titles, but I think it's more about the symbology than anything else. And, and okay, that's not really a word, but the symbolism. Yeah. you know, kind of like that Dark Knight idea of you know, it's about the, the Bruce mask. Wayne can die, but that mask, Batman that house stays around. You know? That makes sense. I just, I'm always a fan of developing a character as they are as a opposed to making them into something else. But I, Sam Wilson doesn't become a different character because he wears a different costume. He's still the same guy. All of his, character, all his characterization true. continues on. All of that development carries on. This is just a new piece of development for him. For the, you know, six months to two years that he'll wear the costume I until mean, Steve that's comes the, That's the other thing. It's, it's only a couple months... Well, I'm speculating. It could be 20 years. I don't know. Well, you Probably know it's be, not going to be 20 years. But it always could be, is the point. Uh, yeah, it just... But we've talked about before, he'll, you know, Steve will be back for Avengers 2, you know? So it just seems like one of those things. Steve will be back for Avengers 2, but I don't know that that'll change it in the comic books. Cap 3, maybe? Unless Falcon becomes the new Cap in Cap 3, because that'll be the final. Um, well, or, and granted, this is spoilers. Will be the final this, granted, this is spoilers, but it's, I mean, it's not really spoilers because it hasn't happened, but it's pretty much assumed that, you know, Civil War style, Cap's going to get shot at the end of Avengers three or Cap. I, I don't think it would have anything to do with Civil War because it'll be Thanos. But okay, but still, he will the, die. The, the room, the the idea is that most likely because Chris Evans' um, contract will be up, but yeah. it's either Avengers three or Cap three that they'll kill him off, yeah. and either Bucky or Sam Wilson will become the new. Well, Cap. how many? So Bucky is has a nine for, picture deal. Yeah, nine pictures. How many pictures is Sam Wilson? I don't know. Okay. Because that'd be interesting to see. But with Original Sin, it's looking more and more like Bucky will become the new Nick Fury. In which case, in the movies, you could follow that same track. And, you know, Sam Jackson's contract's going to run out eventually. Put Bucky in that role. Kind of the director, not the director of S.H.I.E.L.D., because that's uh, Coulson. But, you know, put... Spoilers for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Put Bucky in the role of that kind of coordinator... Okay. You know, and put Sam Wilson in the cap costume. And then maybe you don't bring Steve back as Cap, at least... For Cap Three, maybe you do, maybe you don't. But I, I would be totally fine if they don't actually. Oh yeah, me too. Um, but I just have this suspicion that they will to sell titles, like you know. And then I wouldn't have anything against them for doing that either. That's their job. They don't sell books. There is no company. I understand. <laughs> you're you're absolutely right. I just also think about. And you know, you look at Superior Spider-Man. Was that a gimmick? 
designed to sell books? Absolutely. It was a ton of fun. I haven't had that much. I love Spider Man. I haven't had that much fun with Spider Man in years. But granted, that also lasted, what, a year? Year, year and a half. It was 32 issues? No, or. I think it was 32 issues of Superior Spider Man plus three issues of Amazing Spider Man, where Cap was. Or where, where yeah. Cap. Where Doc Ock was, was Spider Man. Yeah. So that's, that's a good amount of time. To flush also that double, out. double shipped, so well, that's, that's why I'm not, I'm not sure. Like year, you know. But say, let's say a year. You know, that's a good amount of time to truly flush something out. If it's six months until the next movie, oh, it's not though. How when's Avengers? Oh, but they won't change it back for Avengers. I don't think if they change it back, it'll be for Cap Three. You think so? Yeah. Even with Thor and Cap both being in there, yeah. No, okay. Yeah. All right. I could see both of them reverting back by the time their solo movies come out, but not four. But not okay. I mean. And I would, I think... Now, I would, Avengers will be relaunching right around the time Avengers 2 comes out. Really? Because that'll be when the Hickman run. The Hickman run ends in May 2015. Really? Yeah. Oh, he, that, he announced that a long time ago. That that's how long... He, he's got a story. He's telling that story. Because I thought he'd just finished phase one of the whole plot. Act one. Act one. Acts are not always the same length. Acts are often very different lengths. Well, usually act two is longer. Usually, but not always. The point is, he's out in, in May of 2015, and okay. that's when the movie comes out, or right around there. And then they have a mediocre run trying to... I actually hope Nick Spencer takes over. I think that could be really, really cool. I don't know if is I see the Is he the dude writing World? He's the guy writing Avengers World, and okay. he, seems to, he seems to be able to, to flesh out those Hickman big ideas while also injecting all the character stuff that Hickman can do, and, and did really well in like Fantastic Four and some of the issues of Avengers... But has doesn't always have the time to do an Avengers, and I think Hickman would be or Spencer would be a nice kind of middle ground there between like a Hickman and a Bendis. Big cool ideas, mm. really cool things happening. Able to pull but it off. A lot of good character stuff as well. Yeah, I think we talked about this before a little bit. Where I would like to see a very stripped down Avengers, kind of like Avengers, for lack of a better word, going rogue. I almost said disassembled, but that's already a thing that happened. Kind of going ro- rogue, where they lose the public, you know favor, they have to try to regain it, you know, it's not like everyone's Avenger anymore, because people don't want to be Avengers, so that's kind of what I would like to see, after Hickman's, we gotta be bigger, we gotta do this huge thing, strip it down, you know, don't try to do another major event, and don't try to be like DC with Green Lantern, and just hit a panic reset button, because you don't know what to do when your cash cow goes away. But I think it's different between a solo character and a team book like that, I mean, I think... I know exactly what you're saying, but I don't think that reset button is as much as a is as much of a issue when you're talking about resetting a team versus resetting like an individual. Yeah, well, there's. I mean, to be fair, that's the scale was resetting four different books, an entire mythos. It, it is all about the core, but your complaints were more about Hal in particular, weren't they? Like no, the way they were treating like, his character. Even well, that was just the writing. That was just like. Oh, I'm late for my job, and my girlfriend's pissed about that. Even though you know I have to run Giant Space Corps, why do I have a job in the first place? Like that whole bullshit writing, and then on top of that, they just kind of press the reset button on a lot of things, like Blue Lanterns. They just kind of wipe them out of existence and didn't talk about them. But now Red Lantern's still around, even though they're like ragey and spit acid blood, and and then Kyle can't be around because he's the White Lantern and he's Jesus basically. You know, so it's this whole weird... I, don't, I, would, I haven't read it in a while and it pisses me off, but we're moving on from that. So back to 
to the whole. Uh, so let's talk about Thor being a girl now. All right, let's. Okay. So we that. we still don't know who it is, by the way. Yeah, not not. We, we know it's not Angela. Thankfully, um, we. I, th- I think they've said it's not Valkyrie. Because uh, that was my first guess, but I figured she's blonde. Yeah, um, and probably not. Asgardian. Probably not Sif because she's already an Asgardian, um, and she's brunette. Um, I'm only saying that because yeah. we've seen images of the new Thor, and she she is blonde. So yes. she looks like a curly. She looks of just like Thor, except female. And, like yeah. even the Bo- costume is very similar. Yes. But I mean, even the costume, like that's gotten a lot of praise in that it's it's a it looks like the female version of current Thor's armor. Like it doesn't look like some the helmet. The helmet nonsense. looks a little more. Oh, maybe I'm just remembering it wrong, but the helmet looked a little more old school Thor. True, but I'm talking about like the actual just the armor modesty itself, yeah. of the armor, mm-hmm. if you will. I've actually heard some people speculate, and I could see it based on the shape of the helmet, Carol Danvers. Who? who... Current Captain Marvel. That would that would I, seem like a lot of change in character for her in just the last year or two. I, like, I'm taking on the identity of my dead boyfriend, and well, now I'm Thor. And even beyond that, the, the main reason I think it probably wouldn't be is legally... Marvel needs to keep publishing a Captain Marvel book to, re- to retain the rights to that character because Marvel and the name Cap- and the name Shazam. Captain Marvel is. Yeah. I mean, DC has pretty much thrown the towel in on that and said, "Look, we'll call him Shazam." But if Marvel also then drops it, then you could run into mm-hmm. really weird and believe me, as you know, the guy with the law degree, very complicated legal problems. So I I don't see them even taking the chance. Yeah, I, and since I would you, agree with that. Do you you just and have a new Miss Marvel? Do you bring in a new Captain Marvel? There's, there's a new Miss Marvel now. Kamala Khan. I don't. I don't know. She's the Inhuman. Um, there was that whole the whole big controversy because oh, they're making uh, Miss Marvel a Muslim now because it was she happens to be a Muslim character who's also an Inhuman. Oh, and but apparently the book is amazing and the art's beautiful. I haven't read it because um, I've never cared about Captain or Miss Marvel, any of that kind of stuff. But the the art on the new Miss Marvel book is really cool looking. Okay. Like it's really she's a shapeshifter, um kind of Hulkling ish. You know you know if I talk you know when we yeah. say Hulkling? Is he the teenager one? He's the one young Avengers. There's Wanda's son. Yeah, that whole um, yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. But uh that whole Degrassi Marvel edition. I, I still don't know. Oh that last volume of Young Avengers was absolutely fantastic. I don't know which ones you've read, but the last one I read, was like, great. the first two, and it just seemed very dramatic. I haven't read those the first couple volumes of them. Okay. But it was a completely different creative team on, on the newest yeah. one. And now they're in Original Sins, the original Sin tie-in, and that's been really fun, too. It's them versus the Hood, basically. The Hood? Yeah. Okay. The Bendis villain. I mean, he wasn't created by Bendis, but Bendis, Bendis brought him back. The evil magic user who's basically a low-life thug who happens to have access to a ton of magic. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's just a guy who wears, like... A little red riding hood, red cloak that gives him super pa- super magical powers. Please tell me it's super undersized. Like no, 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 it's pretty that'd big. be fantastic. But so it's normally just a guy walking around in a medieval style red cloak. <laughs> he looks ridiculous, like you're supposed to. Yeah, uh, it's that juxtaposition. Okay, uh, yeah, I don't think it. So is the title of Miss Marvel just a title too, and that's just being handed over? 
And that's well, it's, kind of a it's name Kamala thing, Khan or? was a huge fan of Miss Marvel, and then when the Terrigen bomb went off and her powers activated, she okay. was like, "Well, Miss Marvel's now Captain Marvel. That means there's a spot open, there's a sp- and I'm that's gonna, how this works." No, no, but I'm going to pay homage to my favorite superhero by taking okay. up that mantle. You know, yeah, yeah. it's a okay. kind of a legacy ideal. You know, if you will. Yeah, and like I said, like this is a character. That that doesn't seem gimmicky to me at all. Her being Muslim, I'm like now. No, no, and I, I don't even think people were saying it was a gimmick. It's just and racism doesn't really apply in this part. It's just idiots who are like Muslims are nine eleven something. Well, nonsense. see, but see this also and to parallel. And she's from New Jersey. Oh well, there you go. North Jersey. To, to, to parallel this to um, again Green Lantern because I'm just seeing parallels here. They introduced that character Simon Baz, and I'm like, all right, fine. There's another. Who people one. hated at first and then started loving, kind of like with Damien. Well, and then they killed him, kind of like with Damien. Oh, right? did they kill him? I, I think don't, so. I don't, well, here's, I don't, here's I don't the problem. Care about here's but... the problem. He was Arabic, and his character wore a ski mask and carried a gun. I do remember people having a problem with that. Like, this is how you introduce a character. And worse than that, they the plan was to introduce him and kill off John Stewart. Now, John Stewart, for those of you who don't know, basically is... a one in one out. Well, we kill one black character, we bring in another. But one. see, and he, but see, here's the thing: like, you're you're getting rid of a character. John Stewart is, uh, you know, former. Marine, you know, uh, const- you know, very intelligent construction guy. Like all his constructs that he builds are like planned out and mathematical. Like a very intelligent, strong, like an engineer. Yeah, and a lot of um, you know African American people were like, "You want to kill off this character? That's a good role model." And then introduce this guy who is an accused terrorist wearing a ski mask and carries a gun. This is the transition of characters. Right, and I get, I get why that... But that, I mean, I think that's a very different backlash than just... Oh, absolutely. You know, but That I one's just, at least sounds fairly legitimate, you know? Yeah, no, and that just seemed like a stupid gimmick. This just seems like, okay, well, there's this character, and we're going to build... And see, this is just my, my feelings and everything. Make a new character. Like, build them up. Give them their own story. Like, don't try to change dramatically a character that's existed for forever... Which character are we talking about right now? Any of them, I guess. Like, there was a conversation of Spider-Man doesn't have a a girlfriend right now. Maybe he'll be gay. Like... What? We talked about this. That's not how that happened at all, is what I'm saying. What? what, what? There are some people that that It was Andrew Garfield who said, you know, I wouldn't have a problem if Spider-Man was bi. Nobody's ever said he isn't. And and, in this universe, that could be something that wouldn't bother me to portray, he was saying, as an actor. Okay. Nobody else was saying anything about it. I don't know where you're getting this idea. Uh, No, I guess just from our conversation about it, I thought that's what I remember. And I agree, it would be cool. You know, it's a different universe, why not? Oh, so it's for the movies, not for the comic books. Okay. He was saying he wouldn't mind if that happened in the movies. See, in my mind, that whole, when we had that conversation was about the comics, I'm like, well then that's an, if it was in the movies, a different universe, that's a completely different story, but like, you know. In the comics, his sexuality is fairly well established. Exactly. Don't try to go and change it, but let's use that example. If they were like, oh, Spider-Man has a boyfriend now, well, make a different character that's gay instead of changing character that's very established. not gay, but, um... But, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but that's not what's happening. No, you're right. So I I'm asking mis- you... I misunderstand a, co- a conversation we had a long time you, ago. You misunderstand a lot of things. Yeah, so, well. Which character are you talking about when you're saying don't... Well, you, your phrasing was very interesting. It was, don't throw out their character development and make something new and, and give someone to someone else. Because I'm not sure what character you're talking about here. And I think I have a rebuttal for pretty much all of them, but I need to know which one we're talking about. No, I guess I... We were talking about the new Thor, so I don't know if that's the one you were running off of. Well, no, and and the transition to Miss Marvel, it was more a comparison of, 
in my mind, it's just kind of what I've been saying about, you know, there always has to be a cap. And I understand it's the symbolism aspect of it. But continue to develop Falcon as his character. Make him but step again, up and lead without that needing the symbol of Cap. But I, I think we're already starting off in a wrong, not hypothesis, not the right word, but starting from a wrong point when you're saying develop Falcon as his yeah. own character. Falcon is not the character. Sam Wilson is the character, and Sam Wilson is still being developed. He's putting on a different suit. That's literally the difference here. Yeah. Uh, but his character development doesn't go out the window. Steve Rogers, Steve Rogers, who is a character, Cap is not a character. Steve Rogers is a character. His character development isn't going out the window. But see, here's the difference here. Falcon is a character. No, Sam Wilson is a character. Sam Wilson is the person as Falcon. Yes. Like Sam Wilson is a guy who puts on a particular suit when he goes and into And he calls work. himself the Falcon. Yes. yes, he does. And so I'm saying in that... But if he puts on a different suit... We're getting to Shakespeare here. A yeah. Rose by another name was spelled by the suite. I understand that. But this is exactly my point. Make him... Make the Falcon. But what grow. is it about the superhero identity of the Falcon versus the superhero identity of Captain America that makes a difference? How do I phrase it? I don't know, because I don't know what you're saying. Yes, I'm... Alright. Granted, sliding timeline, they're not actually 50 years old. Well, except for Steve Rogers. Different story. He was like almost 100 years old. I was about to, he's really old at this point. And granted, the, you know, the alternate timeline going Dimension Z, and he's even older than that. So, I can understand why the Falcon might put on Cap's outfit and become Cap for a while, but the Falcon, I feel like, would be so integral to who he is, why not step up in that? How is it integral to who he is? If you wear a costume for 50 years, like... Well, he's worn a costume for about 10 years. In, in Marvel Universe. But even even with that, he idolizes Cap. You know, Cap is his best friend. Cap is his best friend, you know, yes. he, Specifically, he idolizes Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers is his best friend. He wants to honor his best friend. And... The, the symbolism, particularly of Captain America, being so important to that team, you know, it seems to me to make perfect sense. Like, um, I'm trying to think of a different example here. Um, Hawkeye. Now, yes, there have been multiple Hawkeyes, yes, but that was more just because they shared the, the same idea of um, being very good yeah. marksmen. <laughs> Marks people, if you will. Um, and Kate Bishop is awesome. But... There, she wasn't replacing Hawkeye on the Avengers as Hawkeye. Like, if Hawkeye goes away, you know, reformed villain no Hawkeye. One cares. I don't want to say no one cares, but there isn't there isn't a important symbolism in the character of Hawkeye unless you want to go for the redemption angle of villain turned hero. Yeah, well, but that's happened for tons of characters, including the Falcon. Yeah, I think the same could be said for the Hulk, you know, or something like that. But Captain America in particular. Iron Man on a slight, like the next tier, yeah. and th- and I would say Captain America and Thor on one tier, uh, Iron Man right below it. You know, these are the characters that do tend to get replaced. Those three, yes, those symbols are very important to the team. You know, they're the public face of a organization that that is you know, essentially there to protect the world. You do need to have. I mean, the argument is like even when. Um, Dark Reign, when Norman Osborn took over, he made sure to to fill all to those archetypes. To have a Spider-Man to have. Because it, yeah. he knew you need to have these for the public to trust you. You know, an Avengers going around and all of a sudden Cap isn't there? The public's going to be like, what's going on? Why is Captain America not... Why is there no Captain America on this team? You know, or you, know, you get into that s- stupid... Um, 
Superman argument when Superman became a citizen of the world versus an American citizen and people lost their minds for some strange reason. You know, they're upset that a, that a literal alien is giving up his citizenship for the good of the world and that was a news story for some reason. But, you know, it, it would be... Wasn't that whole same. thing a what-if comic anyway? Yeah, it wasn't even continuity. And it was in, not it was not even in the continuity that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> so it's such a, such a non-story. But... You know, for Cap in particular, and Thor in particular, you know, the whole Asgardian thing, you know, that's that's a trope that's been used forever, of somebody stops being that god and someone else picks up I was up about that. to say, and that was integral to Thor, in that Thor was... Yeah, particularly Thor. Yeah. You know, it's, it's whoever so that's holds why I this hammer. Yeah. If that's why I understand works. it with Thor. It's a little wonky since they made him his own person, so that gets a little weird. That does get strange for anybody who doesn't know. Back in the day... When Thor was first created, there was this uh, doctor named Donald Blake, and Donald Blake had a staff, and if he hit the staff on the ground, it was like a walking stick type deal, he would transform into Thor, kind of a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type deal. Which kind is of. still wonky in and of itself. Yes, but it was basically, Thor was, it's and it's complicated, and it depends which run you're talking about, which writer, how they wrote yeah. it, but Thor was not an entity so much as a power set who would be granted to who was ever worthy to hold the hammer. Until, like, 10 or 15 years ago, when Odin set out to make Thor a actual entity outside of that, and split him from Donald Blake, who was the current holder of the hammer, or the staff, whatever, at the time. Yeah. So which it does become a much, little weird. Which they pretty much ignored, though, especially with, like, the most recent, you know, Thor God of Thunder, where, if you look back in time, Thor's been an entity in and of himself all along. Like, young Thor... And all of that whole aspect. Well, because depending on which which writer, Donald Blake was Thor, but he didn't know it. But that, that also doesn't that really aspect, fit yeah. in with you know Donald or Donald Masterson, Eric Masterson, who became Thunderstrike later on, or Beta Ray Bill, or Frog Thor. Where there's a bunch yeah. of others too. I saw a list the other day. I was like, wow, I didn't even know half of these people who were Thor for a year or two yeah. years or three years in the comics throughout the last sixty years. Um, it, yes, so you're right. It does get a little wonky now that Thor is a separate entity, entity. but it's not like he's going away. He's, no, he's yeah. getting his own book by the same author who's introducing the new Thor, and these are all. this is all the story he wants to tell and has been setting up for two years now. Yeah. So for me, like it becomes even less of a gimmick. Like None of these were editorial mandates, as far as I know. In particularly, I know, I'm pretty sure Jason Aaron has come out and said, you know, actually, I do remember, the, I don't remember the exact quote, but I did read something from him where he's like, this was not an editorial mandate, this is the story I've been setting up for two years, and I've been paying attention to any of the issues come, you know, before it, you'll see that I've been leading to not necessarily a female Thor. But Thor losing it. But Thor losing, you know, the, the you know access to the hammer and losing his arm and all these things. Okay. This has been well set up. I, I'm not saying then, you're disagreeing with that, I'm just saying... No, then good, and that's, that's what I want, is... Sort of like the the Spider Man thing where they've been setting that up for literally ninety seven issues, you know. Yeah, and people still lost their minds until they realized the book was amazing. And that's or superior. The, I'm sorry, super, superior. <laughs> and that's what I want is is for writer to be like. And, and I guess that's my ultimate point is I don't want the editorial mandates. I want exactly that the writers to be able to write their stories and flush them out and lead to, you know, whatever points they want without. You know, the editorial like... And I get, I get the impression that, at least current Marvel, the editorial mandates are much less than, say, at a DC or anything else. I'm not saying they never happen, but for the most part, the writer gets to tell their story. Okay. You know, and and, and you know, they, the, the writer might get turned down. Like, the writer might say a year in advance, hey, I want to do this, and they go, 
yeah, for whatever reason, we can't do that. And the author will have to tell a different story. But it's not usually, not, I'm not saying always, but it doesn't seem to be, be usually where any, you know, higher up at Marvel goes, you need to do this. The last example I can think of that in particular was, well, there's two. There would be a Matt Fraction leaving Inhuman because the story he wanted to tell didn't jive with what Marvel wanted to tell, and so he just mm. left the book, which makes sense. And But before that was uh, One More Day, and we know how that turned out with Spider-Man and Mephisto and, you know, the whole No More, no more Marriage. Because that was Joe Quesada, uh, editor, current, at that time editor-in-chief of Marvel, saying, I don't want them to be married anymore, I've never liked it, I'm finally in a position to change it, so we're getting rid of it. And he forced J. Michael Straczynski to write that. To the point where J. Michael Straczynski took his name off the book for the last, like, two issues. Oh, did he really? Oh, yeah. He was like, this is garbage. Well, that was the whole thing where, you know, they had to talk to Fisto, right? Uh, Yeah, I literally just said this, but yeah. Okay. Where where they made a deal with the devil trading the marriage for Aunt May's life. Yeah, that sounds, yeah. But that's the only particular example I can think of recently, and I'm sure there are others, but in general, like, you hear all kinds of problems with the editorial mandates at DC, since especially, yeah. especially since the New 52, where authors and artists are just up and Not all of them, and I don't want to overblow this, but, you know, just being like, I wanted to tell this story, but they couldn't. They Then they changed their mind, and then I couldn't tell, you know, with, um, like, Kate, was Kate Kane? Who's Batwoman? I don't know. You know, that, you know the author really wanted to marry her. Um, because that would have been, you know, a really big deal, because it would have been a gay marriage what? in, in... Oh, okay. The author did not want to marry the fictional character, if that's what you were assuming. Yeah, I didn't understand what you were talking about, and would, I was like, what? You know, yeah. it would have been a big story, both in the real world and in the actual story of the comic, and DC was like, no. And it wasn't because no. of the homophobic thing, it was because this is a brand new universe, all of our characters are young, we don't want any of them being married. Uh, okay. Which is still a dumb reason, but I at least get it. Um, but you, you hear tons of those stories coming from DC. You don't really hear about that coming from Marvel too often. Okay. In the movies, a little bit, where Marvel has a very specific vision, and they, God help them, because they're doing a great job with it so far. You so know, far, they, I think 90% good? You know, we are going in this direction. Therefore, the movies, the individual movies, have to line up with that. Yeah. So even if you have some really crazy idea, we only put out one or two movies a year, they still have to fit the right mold. You know, you can't go too crazy with it, you know, and that's why it seems like I go right, left, and stuff. But, you know, if it's, if his movie wasn't going to fit with the rest of the universe, well, then it, too bad, yeah. it wasn't going to fit with the rest of the universe, and that would have been bad. Even if it was a good standalone movie, it's got to fit. And so far, the fitting has been done pretty darn well, with the exception of maybe Iron Man 2, you know. Yeah, the the Hulk movie. Well, I mean, that was very early on, but that, that still fits with the rest of the, you know, with with the rest of the universe. Oh, I'm just saying the quality of it in general was... Yeah. And it wasn't bad. It was certainly better than the Ang Lee one. Oh, but, my word, Ang <laughs> Which was an interesting failed experiment mm-hmm. with Nick Nolte as the Absorbing Man, maybe? <laughs> and Hulk Poodles? That was the worst part. Oh, my word, I hated that The, so the last act, or not maybe not the last act, but that final 15 minutes of that final battle between the Hulk and maybe the Absorbing Man, I couldn't <laughs> even tell what was happening because yep. it was so dark. And granted, it was literally probably the last movie I watched on VHS because <laughs> it was on sale at Walmart for like five bucks when they were liquidating their VHS market. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm literally unsure of what is happening on screen in front of me, mm-hmm. and it's a fight between two superpowered dudes. I should be having a fairly clear idea. Of well, what's then, happening. and then the, the absorbing man just kind of turns to like an amoeba-looking thing. The maybe up. it's been ten years since I've seen that thing. <laughs> I will never forget that scene because I'm like, so he's punching a blob, and then the blob blows up. What? I, I, I seriously don't understand this. Well, because Hulk is strongest when there is. 
<laughs> I got out of that one. I got out of that. So that's a lot of comic arguments. That actually got fairly heated. Uh, yeah, but I yeah. think it was a good conversation. Yeah. Our, our, our arguments, quote unquote arguments, tend to get fairly heated, but in yeah. a, I hope in a respectful way. Yeah, I was about generally. to say, I don't hate you that much. <laughs> I hate you, but that's it's just a normal thing. Loathing. Unadulterated loathing. <laughs> um, It'd be really good if you actually knew what I was referencing, then we could have gotten the song. But anyway, continue. Uh, so that's a lot. Wicked people. I like musicals, okay? Um, what's the song, the one song I actually know from Wicked? Popular. No. To make you popular? Define gravity? Define gravity, there, yeah. Gravity? I want to be defying gravity. I like the Glee version quite a bit, and I'm serious about that. I, I can't say I've ever watched it's a full episode of Glee. It's actually really, really good. There, there's a story arc where two characters, a guy and a girl, both wanted to do the song. And so you got to see in the, in the episode, this is like season one, I think, so several years ago now, but... You see them both at the same time, so it transfers back and forth between the two of them singing it. Mm-hmm. But then they released, um, I believe, an MP3 version, because they released all the songs from Glee, which is a super smart marketing move. Like, the day after the episode, or that night, you can buy them on iTunes. Super smart. Um, and it's usually, like, a longer version than it was in the episode, because you don't always get the whole song in there. Or at least you didn't the first couple of seasons. I'm, I stopped watching a while back, because it got really crazy. But... Yeah, see, that's just more drama and more like... It was really fun for the first, like, two seasons. It was actually a very fun show. I, and what I besides just, the no, point. it's just interesting because like my closest guy friends apparently each have uh, like a show for teenage girls that they just love. Like I think we talked about last week Dave's love of Degrassi, or we were I don't think that was on the episode. That, that was been, like in but still we were joking about how he watched Degrassi and apparently you with Glee are finding out and Russ just is addicted to Pretty Little Liars, which I don't seem to fathom in the slightest. So apparently, I know it's good. Uh, but still, but. Uh, so the thing is, they released the guy version in full, the girl version in full, and the mixed version, if I recall correctly. Hmm. So was, I got into that song quite a bit. It was very good. Regardless, we've talked a lot of comic stuff, and now Glee. Apparently, why not Glee? Let's move into the movies, or back into the movies, because I guess we started by talking uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Events yep. reviews are very good. So San Diego Comic-Con is happening. Remember how we started this conversation a half an hour ago with that? Yeah, seriously. Um, and like I said already... Most of the big stuff hasn't come out yet. I'm, we're missing tons of big news that will be announced tomorrow and the next day, and that's unfortunate. But yep. they have been releasing some cool stuff. We got our second official picture of Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah, uh, with the I guess the style of helmet that I prefer. I like the shorter ears. Cowl. Helmet. Cowl, sure, whatever. It has the shorter ears, which I prefer. It's the very um, all-star Batman. Yes. Dark Knight Returns, Frank Miller inspired. Yeah. Uh, there's another well-known artist who did that. Same well, also, style. very old-school Batman had the short ears. Now, granted, old-school Batman was also blue. Old-school Batman back and forth. You had some that were really long, really short. Well, the rumor is that it might actually have a lot of blue in it, the new costume. I, I we don't know for sure that, yet. Yeah. We will probably know by tomorrow, which, sorry, listeners, but... Um, yeah, this was just like shoulders up, close up on his face. He uh, looks great as Batman, by the way. Good chin. He has a good He's Batman got a chin. Sharp chin. Yep. Just chiseled. Um, not a good Daredevil chin, though, oddly enough. No, I'm just. No, <laughs> no not the slightest. But uh, yeah, uh, that looks very cool. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see. You know, I have my reservations about Man of Steel. We've talked about this plenty of times. Yeah, um, but you're also not a Superman fan in general. No, but I want it to be. Um, and everything about Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice, uh, longest name. Ever. It's really not. It just feels like it is. But everything about that seems so wonky, and it could be awesome. Don't get me wrong. It could be 
just an absolutely cool film, but they just need to get PR people on that so bad to, like, they need to get out ahead in front of these people. They just be like, guys, come on, give it a chance. But Come on, give it a chance. It, it's going to be interesting, you know, as the non-Superman sequel, but JLO prequel, but World's Finest movie, but yep. who knows what it is, you know, because it's not Man of Steel 2, from what we understand, Man of Steel 2 will be its own movie. Kind of doing what they're doing. It's with, Justice yeah. League Zero or point five slash World's Finest. Which I'd say point five. You know, yeah. a World's Finest series could be awesome. Batman and Superman. You know, that's a longstanding thing in the comics for you know, years if, and years. As Batman just had his seventy fifth anniversary the other day. Yeah, you know, if they kept it just even the two of them and maybe work in Wonder Woman, you know, like, but keep it stripped down to maybe just the two of them, I could enjoy that. And right? we have no idea how many of the other cameos are even legit, how big they will be, will they be a scene, will they be a fight sequence, yeah. will they be an after-the-credits cameo? We don't know. But, it just is, it's they need to get PR people on that so strongly, and maybe they do, but maybe they need new ones, I don't know. But the images, yeah. at least, look really cool. You know, yes. we've got two images of Batman now, uh, one of the Batmobile, one of Superman. It all looks great, but so did everything for Man of Steel, so... And let me... Well, let's all say, I did enjoy Man of Steel, but I think that comes down to... And I wanted to, a lot. Are you a Superman fan? I just had... No, I had nothing to do with that. It was just major pacing problems for me. Like, that was literally... It was a filmmaking thing that bothered me. The pacing of that movie was awful. See, the pacing didn't bother me as much as the wanton destruction of the city. But see, that works for me as Superman's first, you know, we've had this discussion. Yeah, it works for me as Superman's exactly. first adventure. He, now he knows what not to do and it seems to like destroy it'll play. cities. And now, well, and also kill, he doesn't want to do that but yeah. he needs a reason not to do that. And which, like we, we talked about, and it I seems like it'll play into the plot of yeah. Batman v Superman. Yeah. So, okay. So we've gotten DC out of the way. Wait, unrelated, I really want to hunt down whatever comic series it was where Batman, I think it's Silver Kryptonite that makes him high. And he's in the oh, space station. I've, like, I've seen the scans, but I don't know. Where it's like, he's like, someone baking brownies? Someone in Montana's baking brownies. <laughs> I want brownies. <laughs> I want brownies. That's like, all right, I like Hot Superman. It's great. Um, so Marvel. Marvel yeah. has released the first poster for Ant-Man, which looks like a Drew Strazan poster. I don't know if that actually is, but it's definitely his style. It feels like his work. Yeah. That looks cool. Yeah. Got Michael Douglas, got Paul I mean, Rudd. I'm a little bit... I mean, the, he, it has him riding the ant, which I always thought was, you know, a little funky, but I mean, what are you going to do? He's Ant-Man. He's got to travel somehow. Yeah. Ant, why not? I can't imagine a very fast mode of travel. But, but he's stealthy. The, the yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Until he gets swatted. <laughs> so. Um, so that poster looks great. We've also been getting two a day um, connecting Avengers Age of Ultron posters. Um, we started out with Black Widow, not Black Widow, Scarlet Witch and Cap. Then we got Black Widow and Hawkeye. No, not Black Widow and Hawkeye. Black Widow and Iron Man, maybe. Or maybe it was Cap and... Regardless. We're now up to Cap, Iron Man, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, The Vision, which we'll get back to in a second... And you can see that the missing two are going to be Hulk and Thor, and most likely um, Iron Patriot or War Machine just, will be back, by back somewhere. Yeah, and who else, who knows who else could be in there? Like there could be other like small cameos because the Vision is way in the background of one of them, and from what we can tell, the small image is the comic book Vision to a T. Like maybe yeah. slightly more muted colors, which makes sense because it's not the 1960s in the yeah. comic book, but that cape. 
He's yeah. got a cape. He's got the cape with the collar and the, you know, He's the whole thing. He's got the same color scheme. Again, yeah. maybe slightly more muted. It's hard to tell from this image. Um, it looks awesome. And I say that as a person who doesn't care one way or the other about the vision. Which, you know, is interesting because the way they've kind of done the costumes has been a lot more, you know, real-world practical. And it's worked out, and I've liked a lot of the way they've done it. But also, a robot doesn't need real-world practical. And that's or the other thing. Yeah. sorry. And I don't mean to be robot Whatever. racist. Whatever. You know, the other thing, though... With Scarlet Witch being like a teenager in this, well, we don't even know if they'll go down that arc. I hope they don't. She's got a brother. Yeah, but they're not from Alabama. Uh, have you read Ultimate <laughs> Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver? No, are they a thing? Oh yeah, hinted at it first, and then full blown. Oh yeah, they're uh, they are incest. Um, really? Just what's, just what's the family up? from uh, Game of Thrones? A Lannister? They're full-blown Lannisters. Oh! Oh, yeah. Ugh, why? Because Mark Miller. Okay. And Jeff Lope. We've got nothing better to do with these characters. Let's make them incestuous, Oh, it's an interesting character trait. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Okay, well, yeah. But better, yeah. All it's right, like Nellie so. Bluth. <laughs> <laughs> There's a deep cut for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justine Bateman. Um, but... So that all, all that artwork looks great. I love the. I mean, we were saying this before while you were getting some popcorn. We both love the way Quicksilver looks. Absolutely. Yeah, the kind of tracksuit, Under Armour feel, the very real world. Look exactly. To him. Like if there was it's the costume, but it looks like it would and work not a life. stupid, you know, blue unitard. You know, like. <laughs> Have you seen my junk? Would you like to see it really fast? <laughs> exactly. Would you like to see it again? Oh, you know. <laughs> zoom, zoom, zoom. There it was three times. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that costume. But, you know, but it's exactly like I, you know, always thought if I was a superhero in the real world, that's kind of the outfit I would wear. You know? I don't want to see you in that, no. Not not the unitard, I not mean, the unitard. I want to see you in it a lot more than the unitard, but still less. <laughs> but still. But, you know, that kind of, you know, it can be tighter, but not, you know, spandex, practical kind of outfit. Sort sure, of sure. Yeah, exactly. So, I really like that. She looks... Avril Lavinish, you know? Yeah, just normal teenager girl. You know, girl. girl with depressing problems can, you know, change reality. You know, that's going to happen. Yeah. So, you know, I'm fine with that. And everyone else looks the same, so. Yeah, I mean, there's slight updates to the costume. Iron Man changes between every movie, sometimes multiple times per movie. Yep. Actually, I think every movie he has worn at least two costumes. Had a different suit, yeah. Trying to think about this. The first movie, he wears the silver version, he wears the gold version, he wears four marks in the first one, he wears the suitcase armor in the second one, plus another one, if not a third. In Iron Man, he wears at least, or sorry, in well, and in I feel like the Avengers, suitcase, he wears at least two. The suitcase was just more of a fan shout-out, I feel like. Yeah, but it was really cool. Oh, yeah, it was well done. Um, and Iron Man 3, he's got, like, 40. He well, doesn't wear all of them, yeah. but he does wear, like, 10. It, yeah, and he jumping especially from one if you count 43 or whatever, the the him not in armor-ish armor. Oh, my favorite armor? Your favorite armor. Yes, the Assassin's Creed armor. Um, yeah. The Home Depot armor. The Home Depot armor. <laughs> the, are we really not going to notice that this guy's bought a bunch of explosive material at Home Depot kind of armor? Yeah, that's that. what the store's there for. Well, that's... Okay. I got nothing on that one. So yeah. Mending sinks and building bombs. Yeah, I guess. Um, and Hawkeye, he's getting a coat that makes him look a lot more like comic Hawkeye, still yeah. without the goofy uh, Wolverine face mask. Um, but definitely, except for that, it looks a lot like the comic version. Black Widow has always looked like Black Widow. Yeah. Uh, Thor, we, he's not in the poster yet, but we've seen what he looks like. And he his costume also changes from movie to movie, but it stays pretty well into yeah. the realm of 
Same with Cap. Thor. A little bit of military difference. Yeah, well, his has had a lot of variety, variety, but this one looks like the Cap 2 super soldier costume mixed with the Avengers costume, coloring, and we've talked about that before. Yeah. Um, and that, and that's pretty much everybody. Yeah, I think so. Vision looks like Vision. Yeah. It looks awesome, though. I'm super excited for that. Nothing on Fury, really. Uh, the rumor is he's not even going to be in it, and if at all, it'll be in, like, a cameo at the end. Mm. You know, especially I'm after how that. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ended, you know, um, he's 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 got some stuff to do in the shadows for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, people think he's dead. Mm-hmm. So, um, except for, like, ten people? Pretty much everybody else on the planet right, thinks like he's dead. Six, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, slightly less than think Coulson's dead. More than that, but... So the only other news I can think of that's come out of Comic-Con so far is not 100% official yet. Let's make that clear, although... Hopefully, by the time people are hearing this, it will have been official. But it looks like James Gunn, writer and director, or co-writer and director of Guardians of the Galaxy, will return to write and direct Guardians 2. Okay. Uh, real quick, can I interrupt you and interject something else to throw in real quick? It'll be a short topic. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, before we kind of get into that. If we're talking about movies, uh, they did announce officially Last of Us, the movie. Yeah, and it looks like Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones is going to play Ellie, which I think is who, because awesome. I had to ask, is Arya. Yeah, yeah, Arya from Game of Thrones, yes. Um, yeah, and Sam Raimi, I believe it said, is going to be writing it or directing it or... Really? Yeah, it, it, oh. I thought I said that last time. It's, uh, Last of Us movie has been officially announced, Sam Raimi to produce. Produce, okay, that's okay. very different. That, fine. I, look, I, I know... <laughs> the less hands he has on it, the better. I know a lot of people love Sam Raimi and what he does. And I can appreciate what he does, even though it is not for me. I can't think of anything that he has done, because I don't know names that well. Um, Evil Dead, Evil uh, Dead yeah. 2, Army of Darkness. I want him directed. I want him um, directed all the time now. Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, 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 yeah. But as someone who has actually seen the entire story of The Last of Us, yeah. his sensibilities do not fit that universe at all. <laughs> a, a, well, and I think, hopefully, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I think... Even people who really, really like Sam Raimi can agree that... And Drag Me to Hell was another one that he did recently. Not in Bob It was awful. People loved it, but it was terrible. Even for people who love his work, I think they can probably agree with me that his sensibilities as a writer-director do not fit into the world of The Last of Us at all. The somber, the somber it is, attitude. It is yeah, almost okay. the antithesis of the feel of a... Now, granted, people can stretch, people can do... People might be known for one thing, but also have something very different in them. Granted, he's not writing or directing this from now that we've mm-hmm. double-checked it, but yeah, that idea just sounds terrible to me. <laughs> Producing, sure. It doesn't bother me at all. You know? Okay. You know, lots of people produce lots of things. You know, good and bad. I said, I produce every day. And it's terrible. It's awful. But so is there any other Comic-Con news you want to bring up before we head out? No. Do you, have they said any rumors about who's going to play Joel in The Last of Us? I didn't check that. You know what? I can check that right now, thanks to the magic of the internet. You might be, as you are listening to this, screaming, we know this already. We know. It's French Stewart. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Oh, the other thing worse would be Polly Shore. I'm sorry, who's the voice of the Aff- who used to be the voice of the Aflac duck? Oh, Paul Giamatti? <laughs> no, not Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Paul Giamatti. Uh, Freaking, shoot. Because uh, he, he has that thing on the internet where he reads um, 
what's it called? Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, really? You gotta look it up. It's awkwardly, uncomfortably hilarious. But yeah, that that would be the worst, Joel. Actually, <laughs> it would be Bruce Campbell to take us back to to take us back <laughs> if we're to doing Sam the Raimi. Sam Raimi bit. He'd have to stretch, but I think he could almost do that. He could almost pull off Joel. I'd have to. I'm trying to think if I've ever seen him in anything that's actually serious and that he doesn't get to mug for the camera and do all of his goofy nonsense. Yes, I know people love him. Sorry, but I'm trying to think if I've seen anything where he was where he did that. I think look wise, voice wise, look wise and voice wise, I could almost buy him as Joel. Acting wise. Sensibilities-wise, I don't know. But I'd love to be proven wrong, actually. So, on Reddit right now, one, everyone's excited for the, you know, game tie-in. You know, Last of Us the Movie, the game. <laughs> and then the Lego adaptation, you know, Last of Us the Movie, the game, oh, Lego. <laughs> which, I don't know about that, because clickers and all that. But um, it, that is a good point where um, this is kind of resurgence of a genre that failed miserably. Zombie movies? Movies based on video games. Oh. Well, there's not really that many examples. There's there's the Mario game. Um, you mean the Mario movie? <laughs> that. I meant that. You know what I meant. Uh, there's the slew of, as I pull up the picture here, the terrible live-action Street Fighters. Right. You know, so there aren't that many. You're right, but it's yeah, I mean, been a failed genre. Yes and no. I mean... The more uh, the, the more I want to say more kind of the Resident Evil movies have been fairly successful, um, regardless of how similar or completely oh, non. I forgot about the games, I forgot about them. You're but right. they yeah. are they are fairly successful. Uh, they make that studio a lot of money because they're also, I mean, and like you said, they don't really base anything on the games. It's eh, except for the Occasionally first one. There's a character names and yeah, the first one. The but. first one where they actually do the whole first person thing, but like yeah, especially whatever the one is in the desert, where it's actually just not a bad zombie film in general. No, it is a bad zombie movie. Well, okay, it's not a good anything. As far as all right, and I guess I should rephrase that because you know, I the, a large number of zombie movies are quote unquote bad. Like it's a good. There, I mean, there are bad zombie movies, but I've actually said they have a pretty decent track record in terms of the ratio of good to bad ones. You know, really, like even ones that like. So I think of, like, World War Z, which I did not enjoy that. Oh, see, I really was surprised by how much I liked it. Oh, I shouldn't say I was surprised by how much I liked it, but I really did like that. Like, that was a very different take on a very tried-and-true genre. Like, we've seen everything you can do in a zombie movie, pretty much, and they did some really cool new things. They did some interesting things in, like, the swarm mentality and all that. And that swarm part, mentality, the way they handle it at the end, like, not even spoilers. I'm I sorry. I loved all that. And, and well... We'll just throw off, this will be a quick spoiler to that. It's proven it's probably the last thing in the episode anyway, so oh, if you don't exactly. want to spoil it, thanks for listening, goodbye, have Bye. a good boo, 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 you're not listening. Alright, so, um... Spoiler for World War Z, the movie. Yes, just the whole, the hey, they're not attacking hospitals. Like... That's not what it was, they weren't attacking sick people. Yeah, like, whole swaths of people just not being attacked, like, how do we not notice this? Like, well, because the world is falling apart in the matter of hours... <laughs> And also, to be fair, all of us are sick, you know, to some point. But it was particularly hosts that wouldn't be able to further the infection. Yeah. It was people who were, like, imminently dying. Okay. That's For the most part, or had, like, some terminal. Very, very sick people, you know. Good way of sniffing out cancer, I guess. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, I would just, I mean... I just thought that, that was very cool. Very tense stuff, and I haven't seen that before in a zombie movie. That I, was it just, very interesting. The, it seemed very reminiscent, and this is actually a throwback to, like, maybe an earlier episode, depending on the order of when things come out, but talking about I Am Legend, it kind of felt like that scene of the rushing to get out of the city. You know, the family in the car, kids get scared, zombies start attacking. Yeah, but I'm not saying every single thing in the movie was something I'd never seen before. I'm oh, just no, saying I know, a I know. lot of it was stuff I'd never seen before. I understand that. I'm just Some saying. of that is just stuff that needs to be there because you need that setup. And yes, the setup for something like that is going to be the same no matter pretty much how you do it. You're right. It just, it just, just for me, and maybe it's because I also love camp. So, you know, I love Zombieland. I love, you know, that. I love campiness. And so. Zombieland was fun. Have you ever seen, um,. What's your history with the Romero films? I have seen some, but I couldn't tell you which ones exactly they were. Because, like, there's not really any camp in Dawn. Or, I'm sorry, in Night of the Living Dead, which is a fantastic movie. There is quite a bit in, or at least some, in Dawn of the Dead, the original Dawn of the Dead, which is, again, a very good film. Not really any in Day. Definitely some in Land. Definitely some in Diary. No, I don't think there was any in... Was it Survival of the Dead? Land, I don't remember. Island of the Dead? The really bad one with the horses. Um, that there were zombie did. horses? No, well, was there? The whole, there was this whole, it was basically George Romero, George A. Romero said, I want to do a zombie western. Ooh. So set this part of the zombie apocalypse on a, like, Martha's Vineyard-esque island, like, like a secluded okay. island. A, you know, hoity-toity area where people still ride horses more as a equestrian sport thing. Okay. And there, so there are horse ranches and stuff. And there's this whole subplot of can we get the zombies to eat horses instead of people? It's It was a bad movie. Mm. Like, I love George Romero, and I can even find things to love in Land and Diary, which I know a lot of people really don't like. But there are some fun things in those movies. See, now I really just want to see a zombie western. Granted, it would have to be, I mean, it'd be kind of, you know, Wild West, small town. Oh, zombie, boom. It'd be cowboys cowboys and aliens just with zombies. Well, you know, you could do a little bit more horror. You could do, you know. No, I just mean in terms of, like, how would you do it? You would do it like that, and that didn't work out that well. No, 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 well, that's, yeah. I mean, I didn't have high expectations for it in the first place. The first trailer was pretty cool. But it's just, there was nothing going on. No, exactly. <laughs> we had a lot of talent. That just... I got a magical power bracelet that I don't understand how this works. Zap, zap, zap. Like, you know, it yeah. was really... I'm trying to think if there's any zombie... We- what would be the most similar thing to a zombie western? The Red Dead Redemption's expansion? Yeah, that's actually not... That's actually a really good yeah thought. I can't think of anything movie-wise. I'm sure there's some, like, Asylum-produced... Yeah. I don't. I, then I'm not interested. Yeah, yeah. We're a uh, you know, sci-fi movie of the week yep. type deal. Um, Asylum's the Sharknado people, right? I, did they make that? They make things like Transmorphers. They like yeah. the knockoff oh, ones generally. I, I, the day the Earth stopped. <laughs> I forgot about <laughs> That's that. A real one or Transmorphers. They might have also made Sharknado. I'm not sure. I gave but, I gave Transmorphers a shot. Why? Because I like bad things. That's but true. there's a level where you wrap around and you go from good bad to truly just awful. And that's the realm of Transmorphers and Sharknado. So bad it's bad. So bad it's bad. Exactly. So. Um. Where you're too <coughs> self-aware of the fact you're bad and you're 
So you've got those Romero movies, which three excellent, one terrible, two in the middle. You've got the remake of Dawn of the Dead, James Gunn written, which was great. I'm trying to remember why we got down on this track here. Because um, you're saying that uh, that they have the, that video game movies have a bad track record, zombie movies have a bad track record, and while there are some oh, bad yeah, zombie sure. movies I can think of, like the remake of Day of the Dead, which is one of the worst pieces of crap I've ever seen in my life, um, there's also a lot of really good ones. But, yeah, because that is a more flushed out genre. And maybe because it was more popular and you could easily say that, you know, there weren't video game movies because there weren't as good video games. Well, also, story in video games didn't become That's, really a yeah, thing exactly. until about the last 10, 15 you years. You know, it'd be hard to do, you know, the Mario Kart. Donkey you know, Kong the game. Donkey Kong the movie. I mean, now. Which is King Kong, it. so there's that. Yes. But. Well, actually, no, legally not. They were sued about Donkey Kong. Yes. And they won. Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. Yeah. I do remember. We're talking about the original, you know, the game that introduced Mario as Jumpman? Jumpman. That, that, particularly yep. that Donkey Kong. And that's where the sledgehammers came from and everything, yeah. Um, yeah, no, there's still barrels in Donkey Kong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you yeah. jump at them and they, they shoot you from place to place yeah, and then exactly. you break them open to find Diddy Kong. And yep. then uh, I think also sometimes you'll find, like, the, the, the letters the rhinos, yeah, behind Well, them. yeah. Well, that's not in, or in barrels. Right. That's, it's often in different places, but aren't there yeah. sometimes they're inside of them? Or other things? They're they're hidden. Yeah, they're things you have to find. And then, I haven't played Donkey Kong Country in at least a decade, if not two decades. Well, as someone with a Wii and a 3DS, I've played the newer ones, too. Oh, that's so. true. And Denise was addicted to, to the Wii one. I don't remember if I remember that. But before, while she was living in my house, she was just like... I must beat this game. This is the greatest game of all and time. And Country has some really difficult points. Yep. Uh-huh. And that's a whole side conversation, but platformers are hard. I hate platformers. I mean, I play a lot of them, but I hate myself when I'm doing it oh, so I love badly. Them. I love platformers. I two Especially games. 3D platformers. Yeah, no, I love 3D platformers. Like, Psychonauts is one of my favorite games. Well, the platforming in that is terrible. That's what made me not finish that game. In, in addition to other things, but mostly the 3D platforming <laughs> was so not, bad. Not the horribly deformed-looking children. No, it that was, doesn't bother me, but it was like, I'm not going through that same boring 10-minute section because I fell off in just a, a nonsense ledge that I couldn't see. You know, I'm not going back through because you can't skip cutscenes or can't do this other I'll stuff. I'll see I love those cutscenes. You know, but yeah, but the seventh time you've seen it because you fell off of a BS ledge, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, it was sure. just like, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. I can't do it. I love that game. Is it not aged well? Uh, I'm still disappointed by Tim Schafer's handshake, though. That that made me sad. <laughs> it was a dead fish handshake. I was like, ah, it's, I know what I know what people not are talking everyone about. Everyone is a good person to shake hands with. I'm sorry <laughs> to burst that bubble for you. I still got to get that poster hang, hung up. Yeah, this yeah. is the biggest disappointment you've had in your life. You've had a pretty decent life. Yeah, wow. Well. Tim Schafer has a weak handshake. <laughs> Dear God. And, and if you're listening, to Tim Schafer, I love you. I love you so much. No. You don't want to see if you've got any other weak things. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I'm good. I'm taken. I'm taken. All right. So I think that's all I got. I think we've rambled far into the realms of insanity. <laughs> uh, I'm Jordan from Jersey. I'm Pierce from Jersey. This has been Jersey Shore. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening to Jersey Shore. You can contact us at jordan at legionofdudes.com, that's J-O-R-D-A-N, or you can leave us a voicemail, 
3830 and just let us know that you're leaving it for Jersey Shore. You can follow me on Twitter at JordanFRNJersey and iTunes ratings and reviews are always appreciated. And if you enjoy the show, don't forget to check out HHWLOD.com for lots of great content just like it. Mm-hmm.